Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. This is impartation or acceleration. And what we spoke about this morning, the the purpose, uh, keeping your focus. And the Lord said to us, many of you that were here, the Lord said to us that the focus has to be on the purpose and not on the power. And impartation is for a purpose. Impartation, we'll go through some of the definitions, but the base of it is to give. It is to give away or to share. And that impartation is what's in the person, but it's what God wants that person to give and to share. The, the, the gist of it is to give, to impart. And uh, we'll look at a couple of different things. In Romans chapter 1, the uh, Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Rome, church that he did not visit, but he wrote to them. And uh, in verse 11, he says, I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end you may be established. So he's not talking about gifts of the Spirit. He's saying, I want to impart some spiritual gift to you. And he says, the end result of this is you'll be established. There, there in this evening, there's an establishment coming. With all that God's talked to us about and all that I've, I've shared with you that God has said and we talked about this morning, God said, He said, I'm taking you place to a place of higher visibility. I'm taking you to a place of higher exposure. Hallelujah. We talked about what God has been dealing with us about uh, this building, this property uh, being our production studio. And God bringing that building to us, that next stage, that next step. And he said, this is the season to go after it in earnest. Hallelujah. But here's the thing. There's the establishment that comes through impartation. 
Because God's going to establish many in that calling, in that gifting that he called you to, that he's put in your heart and in your spirit so that every one of us can do everything that God's asked us to do as a church, as a group, as a body, as a fellowship. Amen. This impartation seems to imply a joining together. A joining together. To impart, we said, denotes a giving, a sharing, but it also denotes accompaniment uh, or association. Participation. See, you don't just receive an impartation to do your own thing. You receive an impartation for participation. It also means proximity. Proximity. So that means I'm within the proximity of the person imparting. It denotes transfer, transfer. And one that really caught my attention was it denotes a sequence, a sequence. So Paul is saying, I'm coming to accompany you. I'm coming to associate with you. I'm coming to impart something to you so that we will have a succession, a participation. He's saying, I want to get close to you, and I'm going to transfer something from me to you that's going to establish you. Oh, hallelujah. And the word sequence means in order. Sequential numbers, one, two, three, four. This is God's order, impartation, establishment. This is God's order, impartation, and then establishment. Oh, hallelujah. Notice in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. We're not going to be before you long. We've got things to do, but we need to, to, to move into this. With impartation, change often accompanies it because you cannot receive impartation for where you're going and stay where you're at. I have have to go where the impartation wants me to go. Hallelujah. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 And verse 8, Paul says, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but our own souls, because you were dear to us. He affectionately desired to be with these people to impart something to them. And notice, he did not want to see them just so he could have a meeting or preach to them. He wanted to impart something to them. We, we wanted to not to have imparted unto you not the gospel only, 
but part of ourselves. Hallelujah. When, when you begin to walk in what God's asked you to do, it's a giving of yourself. Anything that's imparted, you can only impart what you are. You cannot impart what you're not. Oh, hallelujah. So we, we don't see this personal impartation in the church much anymore because it's been lost. I'm talking about in our fellowship, in the churches at large, it's been lost. I recall when my pastor said publicly, this is my boy. And when you see him, you're seeing me. And when you see me, you're seeing him. He's saying our souls are knit. We're one because the same spirit that's in me, now, yes, the Holy Spirit, but the same spirit that's in me has been imparted into him. Hallelujah. God is saying in this time that he wants to impart something into us that will result in acceleration. Hallelujah. Do you see this? Now, let's look here in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. This, this time of this presence of the Lord is Acts 13, ministering to the Lord. And as you minister to the Lord, the Lord will begin to speak to you about place and purpose and reason. That's what he said in Acts 13. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Now separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I've called them. Well, they were already preaching. They were already teaching. They were already traveling. They had already made a, a, a round through Asia. And now he says, okay, that's great. That's wonderful what you've been doing. But now I'm giving you an impartation for what I've called you to do. When God says I'm taking the church to a place of higher visibility, and a place of higher exposure. That means everyone in the church, every leader, every participant is going to this place where God can use you in a greater measure. Oh, hallelujah. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, notice this phrase. To everything, there is a season. To everything, everybody say that, say, to everything, there is a season. Hallelujah. So there's a time for everything. 
Remember, part of the definition of the word impartation means sequence. Everything in its time. Everything in its time. When God makes the preparation to move on in the sequence, impartation will occur. This is our time. This is the sequence, and it's time. Hallelujah. I was in helps ministry for a season. I was an assistant pastor for a season. How long's a season? From the beginning to the end. But God will bring that impartation to accelerate. Amen. God always imparts blessing from one called generation to another. One called generation to another. Every generation is not called, but every generation that is called, God imparts blessing to them. God imparts what they need to move forward. We talked this morning about, of course, our purpose. Our purpose as a body, as a fellowship. Build faith and frame worlds by the Word of God. But we talked about the other part of the mission statement. The other part of the purpose statement was to raise up a distribution center of the Word of faith, producing life, city, state, nation, and world. Right? That's our purpose. And so God will take that purpose and the willing hearts impart what is needed to see that purpose come to pass. That's a good place to say, I'm willing. willing. Amen. Every generation is not called. But to every called generation... God imparts blessing to every called generation. Hallelujah. You know, and when you receive impartation, there's a necessity to stay with it. There's a necessity to stay with it. I was sharing with some of uh, uh, my uh, leaders not too long ago, you know, when I first, I say first started in the ministry, I don't know that you would have called it starting in the ministry. When I first started working in a church that wasn't my parents' church uh, in uh, Amarillo, Texas, and I look back on those days, I look back on that time, and there were uh, six of us young men that were all working there in the church, and out of the six, I'm the only one still in the ministry. I'm the only one still living for God. Now, we all had the same opportunity. We all had the same access to our pastor, to other people. But there's something to be said for just staying with what you know God has for you and what He consistently adds to you. It's it's in those moments when you feel like I'm not moving forward like I should, that you remember I've had impartation. I have the ability to get through this. Amen. 
We are the, I remember I was sitting with my pastor one day, and uh, this was even before we lived in Little Rock, before we, we made our home there. And uh, we were sitting around the, the lunch table, and we were just eating. And, and, and I share this with you for one reason. I've shared it with some of the brothers that have come to Father's Circle. But uh, our pastor looked at us, and he was mentioning some other people. And he said, you guys are what I call the third generation of the Word of Faith. And he said that first generation would have been Brother Hagen, Lester Summerall, Smith Wigglesworth, men like that. He said that second generation is men like Brother Copeland, Brother Jerry, uh, uh, Billy Joe Darty, And, of course, I would put him in there. He didn't, but I would. And he said, but there's a generation that's coming up. There's that third generation. That's us. We're not going to lose the message. Because this is our purpose. Hallelujah. And everything that God says he's going to bring... Whatever it is, he said, he said, the next thing that's coming, the next tool that come is coming is your building. So I say it out loud. The next tool that's coming is our building. But we got to maintain purpose. If we don't maintain purpose, there's no reason for a building. If we're not maintaining our purpose, there's no reason to go on more television stations. If we're not maintaining our purpose, there's no reason to add other sites. Because we would be replicating disobedience. We have to stay within the boundaries of purpose. Does that make sense? And so impartation from one called generation to another. It's important that we receive God's impartation and allow transition. Now someone will say, well, where's the transition? Tonight, you'll have impartation that will result in transition. I have to allow the impartation and allow the transition so I can receive manifestation. What God wants to manifest in our fellowship is so important and it has to be received through that impartation so we can allow the transition and receive the manifestation. Allow the transition in everything that God's asking us to do. There will be changes. We talked this morning about what if God asks us to change certain things and change times that we do services and change these. They may seem like minor things, but they are those adjustments that come with transition and ultimately result in manifestation. Oh, hallelujah. Look over here in Joshua chapter 1, or as Brother Hagin says, Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. 
Am I helping you? I'm watching my time. We want to be on point with what he wants us to do. Joshua 1, 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now notice that. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. Oh, hallelujah. See, I've told you for years, you can't fail because you're hooked up to me. The way God is with me, God will be with you. I'll say that again. The way God is with me, God will be with you. The way God is with me, He will be with you. Nobody will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Everything goes my way every day. Amen. Hallelujah. God told me as I was watching Pastor Caldwell speak, he said, follow his faith. And he said to me, as I was and am with Happy Caldwell, I will be with you. Amen. Now listen, when you have impartation, it incubates. And you can't get in a hurry. I'm not talking about waiting 25 years and nothing changing. You can't get in a hurry. Because it, 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 it incubates. But the carrier knows when it's time. He said, as I was and am with him, I will be with you. See, the spirit of Joshua was not, get out of my way, here I come. Is that right? The spirit of Joshua was serve Moses. Moses imparted into him because God said, you're going to go out of the earth and I need you to bring Joshua and I need you to impart into him. Is that what he said? And what did he say? He said, take some of the honor that's in you. Take of your spirit and give it to him. Amen. Some years ago in the late 80s, mid-80s, late 80s, 88, 89, 90, I remember that vividly, there was a teaching that started going around the church called the Joshua Generation. It, it, it was false doctrine. But it was taught in many of the large churches. It, it, it caught on. The Joshua generation. We're the Joshua generation. And what their premise was, the Moseses need to get out of the way and let the next generation come on. And they taught it. And if you go and you look at most of those men that taught that, 
they all either fell into sin and destroyed their ministries, or you don't know of them today. The Bible says that when, do you remember the scripture where it says that Saul, uh, uh, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, it says that uh, uh, the people came to him and said, your father made it, we had to work so hard. And that what they say, if you make it easier on us, we're with your heart and soul. And it says he went to the old men, the Bible says that, that worked with his father and said, what do I do? And they said, listen to him. Give him a break and you'll have the whole nation. But then it says Rehoboam went and consulted with the young men. Now there's nothing against young men. The Bible says the young men are strong and can run the race. There's nothing against young men. That's not what I'm saying. But here's what I am saying. He went and consulted with people that had no more experience than he had. And it says he forsook the counsel of the men that had built Israel into the strongest it had ever been. They had had 40 years of no war. And they served a king who to this day is considered the wealthiest man the world has ever known. Hallelujah. Those you receive impartation from, you want them around as long as you can have them. Because it's a never-ending well. You get something, and then 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 you get something. something. It's never-ending. It is so never-ending that anointings never leave the earth. Hallelujah. Do do you understand that? Let's go over here to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 2. I'm saying all this because of what you're going to receive. And, and, of course, you can see we've got all of our leaders on the, the, the front rows tonight. Hallelujah. Because uh, we're going to impart into them first. When, uh, when uh, Dr. Dufresne went home, Dr. Ed Dufresne, y'all remember who Dr. Ed Dufresne is, was, right? Uh, Dr. Ed Dufresne went home, and Dr. was a great influence in our lives. And uh, it was about the time Dr. Dufresne and Charles Capps went home. And Charles Capps, Brother Charles, was such an influence in our life. He was the one that really brought the word of faith into Michelle and I's life. And he was the first word of faith speaker that we ever had here in the church. I remember we were so full, he looked at me and he said, I know how a sardine feels now. I said, yes, sir, Hallelujah. But uh, in any event, my point is they, they had both went home to be with the Lord. And I remember we, we were living in uh, Lenexa then. Well, we have a place in Lenexa now, but we, were, we happened to be living there then. And uh, I was just sitting in my car, and I wasn't sad, but I was just thinking about 
these men that had meant so much to me that had went home. And the Lord said to me, he said, rooms are being vacated. Rooms are being vacated. But he let me know that anointing is still in the earth. When a man or woman of God goes home, people will say, well, who's going to catch their mantle? Who's the mantle going to fall on? Mantles do not fall on people. They have to be pursued. Well, the mantle fell on Elisha. The mantle did not fall on Elisha. It fell to Elisha because Elisha was there. This is important. I've, I've, I've had people question. I've, I've, I've had people kind of look at me like it's some great thing or some, some uh, strange thing that if my pastor calls me, I'll clear my schedule and take him where he needs to go. And I'm after something. Not in a selfish way. The Lord said, follow. Do you hear what I'm saying? And those rooms are vacated, but the anointing stays in the earth. And when you pursue it, think, think about something. Think about something. Brother Hagen went to, the, to heaven, what, in 2003, 83 years old. There are times if you close your eyes while Keith Moore's teaching, you swear Brother Hagin's in the room. Not because he sounds like him so much. Not because he acts like him. Same spirit. Same anointing. Hallelujah. He caught that. That was imparted. Do you see this? Second Kings chapter 2. And... Uh, I want to I want to look here at verse seven. Actually, no, verse nine. It came to pass when they were gone over. Now this was remember this was after they went over the Jordan. After the waters had parted, and he said unto Elisha. Ask what I shall do for you before I'm taken away from you. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. The center column reference says you've done hard in asking. In other words, this wasn't an easy thing to ask for. All right? But notice what he said. If you see me when I'm taken, it will be unto you, but if not, it will not be so. Now, there's two things here. People will say, well, you know, the double portion, the double portion anointing, that's part of it. But notice what he said. A double portion of your spirit. In other words, what's in you, I want double that. You see? Hallelujah. 
Now, people will make the case that Elisha did twice the miracles that Elijah did. We, it's just recorded that way. We don't know if he did or not. We don't know if Elisha did more miracles. John said that of all the miracles Jesus performed in just three and a half years on the earth was recorded, the, the world couldn't contain the volumes. So the Bible doesn't tell us every miracle that Elisha worked or every miracle that Elijah worked. So a double portion is not necessarily proved out just by he did double the miracles that are recorded. We don't know that. He asked for a double portion of the Spirit that was on him. And notice what he said. It wasn't a guarantee. Is that right? If you see me, it'll be so. Is that what he said? If not, it will not be so. So what's he saying? Just stay with me. Just stay with me. And if you see me when I go, double. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What'd you do to, what would you do tonight if I just told you, just stay with us. Just stay, just stay on the path you're on. And what you're desiring and what you want God to use you in, it'll happen. It's that simple. It's that simple. Elisha decided to never let Elijah out of his sight. And that doesn't mean that you got to be with the person that you're following all the time. But you don't let them out of your sight. You don't let them out of your hearing. The safest voice in my life is my spiritual father's voice. I don't let that out of my hearing for too long. Right? So this is a lesson to always be listening and always be watching. Especially a minister in a fellowship, you got to understand ordination, licensing, those are wonderful things and, and they're wonderful natural things and, and you get a certificate and you get a piece of paper but it only means as much as the closeness of your relationship. You know, everyone in here that's married, I would wager that you have a marriage certificate. How close does that certificate make you? Let, let me just answer it. Not very. Because that paper can't make you close. What makes you close? Sitting down and talking after work. Going on walks. Helping each other around the house. Relationship makes the certificate valid. There are people you know and I know that have a marriage certificate and they don't have a marriage. They don't have a relationship. They're roommates. Right? You can have a certificate. 
You can have an ordination card, but if there's no relationship, it's invalid. Because the ordination, the licensing, comes with the laying on of hands. Right? When I laid hands on Anthony and Tanya and ordained them into the ministry, it was relational. I laid hands. It was, it was a symbol of I'm receiving you publicly. I'm putting my hands on you, and I'm saying I receive you into the ministry. I'm the one that laid hands on you. So publicly I said, I approve of you. Our relationship is solid. But if I don't know you, that certificate's just paper. It's better to not have it and have the impartation and pursue it than to have it and not pursue it. Hallelujah. I I remind myself of, am I helping anybody? I remind myself of these things. In my study at home, uh, behind my desk, I have, I have the letter, the, the, the notes that I was taking the night, the morning, that the Lord told me to follow pastor's faith. And I had written down on my notes what the Lord had said to me. You follow his faith. And I sent him a letter telling him what the Lord had said to me. And he wrote me back. And said, the Lord had told me, he said, this is confirmation. Because the Lord told me that he was going to bring people for Jeannie and I to be spiritual father and mother too. And, and I had it framed and matted and put in a real nice frame. That, those notes and that letter. And next to that, I have a picture of him laying hands on me. And imparting into me. See, that always reminds me of something. If, if, if I ever feel like, am I doing what God wants me to do? I go in my study and I sit in my chair and I look at that picture and I say, I got the goods. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm also there. I'm in relationship. You see what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Without impartation, without accompaniment, without association or succession, a thing dies. With impartation, it lives on. Nothing that God births dies. Hallelujah. Look here at 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Oh, hallelujah. And... um, The Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy, 2 Timothy 1. 
and uh, verse 2, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I might be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded in you also. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you, notice, by the putting on of my hands. In other words, Timothy, you've received an impartation that you need to stir up. Right? For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It's time for us to receive the impartation of God. It's time for us to know that He wants to get close to us. It's time for us to know that God's ready to make transition. It's time for us to know and stay open to what God wants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Things, you can, listen, you can put things on the shelf, but just because you put them on the shelf doesn't mean that you no longer have the responsibility to use them. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Now, in the perfect context, he's talking about the covenant. And he's talking about the gifts and the callings on the people of Israel. And he said they're largely in unbelief, but the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. I won't change my mind about them. They are still my people after the flesh, and I won't take that back. They're my covenant people, and I won't change my mind. But it also applies to what God's asked you to do. He gave it to you, and he won't change his mind. He's not going to take it back. The thing can die because of a lack of use, but he's not going to take it back. He's not going to take it back. And what you put on the shelf, it might stay on the shelf, but you're still responsible for it. Every impartation that we receive, we're responsible for it. I need you to see the, the uh, if, if, if I could say it this way, holiness is not the exact word I want. The 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 seriousness, the severity of getting hands laid on you. When hands are laid on me for impartation, I got something. Now what do I do with it? Now I'm responsible. Now I'm responsible. Hallelujah. 
Do you, do you see that? I saw a, a uh, documentary one time. And in this documentary, this young lady lived in a, in a certain town in Alaska. And it's called the polar bear capital of the world. All right? And she was out walking with some friends one night. And a polar bear attacked her. And, uh, and was intent on having her for lunch. And she had a friend with her, a guy, and he froze. And long story short, there's a 77, I think he was 77, 77-year-old man, 72, 72 years old. At the time, he was 72, sitting in his house, and he heard the commotion, and he went to the door, and he saw this polar bear shaking this girl. And he said, I looked around. I didn't have a rifle. I didn't have a shotgun. He said, so I looked around, and the only thing I had was a snow shovel. Now watch. This is what caught my attention. He said, when I saw it, I thought, well, you're committed now. What are you going to do? I've seen it. Now I'm responsible. What am I going to do with it? I won't tell you the whole story. But he was so committed, he grabbed a snow shovel and went after a polar bear. And got mauled himself, but saved the young girl. When hands are laid on you, it's evidence that now you're committed. In front of everybody, you're saying, I'm all in for what God wants. Whatever the transition is, whatever the direction is, whatever God asks, whatever God wants to change, whatever God wants me to do differently, whatever God wants me to pick up and go harder after, I'll do it. I'll do it. And and that settles the issue. And then when the enemy talks to you, you say, no, 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 hands were laid on me. Right? That's what Paul told Timothy to do. He said, stir it up. Stir it up. I tell my wife this all the time. When I, there's things that I don't know what to do as a pastor. I just get with the Lord. And this is going to sound so funny, but it's, it's such a vivid picture in my mind. I just stir it up, and I let that little pastor Caldwell come out in me. You don't see him, but I got a little Pastor Caldwell about this tall on the inside of me. You say, Pastor, that's weird. No, no, that's, that's impartation. Hallelujah. Because that's what was imparted. I had someone tell me one time, well, you know, I don't have relationship with all those men like you do. Yes, you do. You can listen to a CD. You can read a book. Everything we have back there is free. Every audio recording back there is free of charge. You you can have me pouring into you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I've only got 24 years of material. Hallelujah. It's there. It's available. Let's pray. Father, tonight, under the instruction of the Holy Spirit, under the instruction of the Spirit of God, we're going to lay hands, Lord, 
on our leaders, those that are ordained in our fellowship, and we are going to impart into them the things, Father, that you desire them to walk in during this season. And it will result in acceleration. 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 Acceleration towards the goal. Acceleration. Accelerated wisdom. Accelerated wisdom. Accelerated knowledge. And there'll be some things that you're going to realize, I need to let that go. Because that's just, that's really, that's, that is really just causing a deficit. And you watch how streamlined things get. So, Father, we're going to lay hands, my wife and I, tonight, and they will receive in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.